My brother's forgiven me. He, Dr. Hong, brother Numsi has forgiven me. Dear brother, thank you, thank you, thank you. One thing that uh, somebody I heard, I can't remember where I heard it from now, but uh, I think I told you about it. It was a saying. Maybe it was a song or something that I heard it from or whatever, but it was like, what if the devil was a woman? Yeah. What if the yeah, what what if the, the devil was a woman? Would you believe it? Or would you not believe it? Absolutely. Why not? Why well, yeah, why not? When I first heard it, I was like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Honestly. Everybody wanna say, What if God was a woman? What if the devil was a woman? Right. Exactly. I mean, and it make more sense to me. It, it, to me it does. I me. mean, a lot of war and casualty and a lot of uh, men's vices are women. So yeah. who would know that better than a woman? How best to get you off track in IG. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, so yeah, I, I can 100% believe, you know, that the devil who's ultimately the ultimate temptress or tempter. Tempter, yeah. Uh, could be a woman. Absolutely. And has been played in, by a woman in, in several films. One I'm thinking of is, uh, is it... I was about to say bedazzled. I don't think that's no, right. Th no, actually, you're right. That it, it was bedazzled. Is it bedazzled? It's bedazzled. That's hilarious. Yeah, that sounds like a hilarious movie name. Yeah, with uh, what's the guy's name from the Mummy? Brandon Fraser. Bra yes. Yeah, Brandon Fraser and uh, old girl from uh, Austin Powers, the first one. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, no, nah, I absolutely can believe it. So I don't, I don't know what what brought that in my mind, but it was just. It was just something that just popped up just a few minutes ago. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. It has no relevance to what we were talking about <laughs> at all. It was just like, hey, Food what about this? Thought. Exactly. <laughs> um, we talking about uh we talking about music. Uh have you have you heard of Irv Gotti's Tales where he takes popular songs and then make uh he kinda, you know, make I ain't gonna say he makes short films out of them. They're about an hour long. You know, this is a TV series. Nah. But it's an anthology because each one has different people in it. Nah. So, I mean, he's done uh, he's done a lot. And I can't think of none of them right off the top of my head. So I'm going to look them up. <laughs> I mean, it's I, terrible for me to bring it up and I then not have it on deck. I know, right? I was just looking at it. Uh, the last one I saw, because I watched some last night, was like Rest in Power, which was about, uh, or I Gave You Power, which is a nine song. Uh, where he was uh, essentially rapping as a gun. Um, but he got F the Police, uh, of course, by N.W.A. That was the first one. Uh, Trap Queen by, uh, I think, Fetty Wap, right? 99 Problems yeah. by Jay-Z. Uh, you Got Me by uh, yeah, by um, uh, Method Man and Mary J. Blige. All these are like short films or something? All of them are uh, Brothers, which is a new Kanye track that wasn't even released before. Are they uh, any good? Premiered. Like, are, are they acting out the song, or are they is something, so, something totally different? It's an interpret. It's Irv Gotti's interpretation. Sorry, I just dropped my phone on the table. Uh, but it's Irv Gotti's interpretation of these songs. So I think he's the writer on most of these, and uh, uh, I don't see where he's coming from in some of these songs. Like, I, re I respect Irv and what he do, but. Uh, some of these songs, like he, to me, he's missing the mark. Like, say for instance, your mind playing tricks on me, right? He just, uh, he just released this one uh, last week, not this week's, but last week's episode, and he put Scarface in it. 
You know what I mean? Ghetto Boys mind playing tricks on me. So okay. he put Scarface in it. He dedicated it to Bushwick Bill. Uh, and it was just, it was about a Creole, New Orleans type uh, family that uh, pretty much they had, spoiler alert, they, they, they died. Most okay. of the family had died, except for the father, but his eyes got burnt out over some racist stuff. So they spent the rest of their lives uh, pretty much coming back uh, during Mardi Gras and killing white women. And that's what your mind playing trick. The white women were kind of going through, like, I don't know if I'm seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing type thing. And that's what your mind playing tricks on me was, which I couldn't believe. So, um, okay. Like I was like, eh, this this ain't. I mean, it's not what you that's, thought. That's that's not the interpretation I would have gave it. You know what I mean? So what what is that on uh, Netflix? It's on BET. BET. I don't know if it's on Netflix, but it's definitely on BET. I will say that uh, this here's the thing: I get called out by my wife a lot about not supporting uh, some of the black programs, uh, like movies or stations. Like TV One and BET and um, yes, stations and, and and shows, you know what I mean. Uh, but for me, it's not about not supporting because uh, I love I love us, you know what I mean, and what we do. However, there is production value that needs to be involved in what I in the content that I watch because I, I I like good production, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. Like I watch a movie just because it looks good, you know what I mean, because the cinematography is nice. So if, it, if that's not hidden, then I'm not going to watch it. And if the writing's not there, then I'm not going to watch it. And some of these things are too on the nose, as you would say. Okay. And so is Tales. Uh, another show that BET has that I've given it a shot and is Boomerang. Have you watched Boomerang, the TV show? No, I, I do not watch that. Because it, to me, it's not the same. It's not. It's absolutely you can call that show whatever you want to. I don't know why you just it's just gonna called call it boomerang. boomerang. I don't know why it's called boomerang. It has nothing to do with the movie. Maybe it because doesn't Halle Berry feel. had some type of involvement in the in, in the recreation. I think that was probably a after fact. Like they probably was already involved in creating a show and then asked Holly if she wanted to be an executive producer on it. It is not boomerang. It has no point in being called boomerang. They've casted these people and put their Put the boomerang names. names on them, like Marcus Graham is. He's a he's a name that you hear on the show, but you'll never see him. Uh-huh. Uh, but his daughter is one of the stars. Uh-huh. Again, Robin Givens. I forget what her name was in the in the movie, but her son is one of the one of the main stars. So it's about and, the kids. Yeah, it's about the kids. They're in Atlanta for some reason. So I guess Marcus Graham has started an agency and now moved to Atlanta. However, the agency ends up closing because Marcus Graham gets me too during the season and his daughter takes it real bad, even though it's Marcus Graham. Like, yeah, he was dogging women out. That's what the whole first movie was about. Right. Another episode. They, That's funny, though. He got me too. Yeah, it is kind of funny. <laughs> and then another episode, it comes into question the boy, the, key, the guy, whether or not that's Robin Gibbons' son, is whether or not he's Marcus Graham's kid. So he's dating Marcus Graham's daughter. And they could be brother and sister. They could be brother and sister. So he ends up getting a DNA test. He ends up not being Marcus Graham's son. Spoiler alert. But trust me, you're not missing nothing. Because it's all over the place. If you've seen Atlanta, then you've seen this show done so much better. Because what it is, is I think the show has an identity crisis. It doesn't know what it wants to be, but it wants to be political. 
It wants to speak to current topics, to uh, the millennials, if you will. However, it's missing the mark because you know who I think it's does trying that, too hard to does be that like very well is uh, uh, dear white people. I don't watch it, but I try. But, but to me, that TV Netflix TV show actually speaks well when dealing with uh, various. Uh, issues that I think that maybe the the younger generation, millennials or whatever you want to call them, um, resonate. I think it resonates with them well, and, and the reason why I say that is because it's 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 formatted, I guess, to cater to that type of right audience. I guess you could say. And so, to me, that caught my attention more than I would say that Boomerang TV show. For one, when I was, I heard of it, I was expecting Boomerang, right? Like exactly. a remake, like a total remake that they would just. Squeeze, I mean not squeeze, but stretch out into yeah. a, a, a long series that potentially like she's gotta have it. could be yes, like she's got to have it, like that's been stretched out, and that's very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually watching the second season right now. I think I'm on episode two. I'm, I'm kind of late to the game on that one. Well, but, I watched the first episode of season two, and I stopped. Like I was like 15, 30 minutes in. I was like, I don't know if I want to watch another season because the movie's over. Yeah, like they've stretched it past the movie now, and you, you know it's just I don't know if I like where it's going. But you only watch one episode. So how you know where it's going? Cause I can tell. Did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer. Did it seem like it was it was going yeah. somewhere in the trailer? Yeah. So maybe the the first episode didn't do the beginning of it justice. Maybe it was going off of you know the the fan base of the first season. I'm just saying like I I think it's going in a direction that I I just don't want to go that way. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not for me. Not to say it's not for other people. It just didn't seem like it was gonna be for me. I'm gonna give it a shot. And I like Spike. Spike's my favorite director. Of course. But it's just it just didn't it didn't feel like it was gonna resonate with me like the first season did. And even the first season had times where it didn't resonate that that well for me. But it was basically the same movie. No, it was. It was just stretched out. It was good. Yeah. Like I did, I did like it. I enjoyed it. But you but said when, there was some stuff that you didn't like. So there's some things that you didn't like about the original movie. Yes, but also, it's some stuff that they added to make it more modern in today's standards that I think they went like overboard. The yeah, like they, I think it was a little overboard. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. But Dear White People, I tried it. I think I got into the first two, three episodes and I was like, this ain't for me either. Like, I just, it's something about the content and the way that they're delivering it that I just don't agree with. Is it? Is it? Strictly about the content, or is it actually the way that they they're jumping around from uh, story to story? No, I'm fine with that. So, I don't, what is it about the content you don't like? It's, it, 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 what? It just don't resonate with me. Like it just, I don't know. I'm missing it. You know what I mean? Whatever they're trying to deliver, like it's just not for me. I don't know how to explain it, really. Yeah, because you having a, you know, I can't follow you on this one because you're not explaining it. No, I'm not. <laughs> Okay. I'm not. My answer wouldn't be PC. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it definitely not for today. Let's just say I, I am very. Why? Why? Why are we PC? We we didn't say we couldn't be. Nah, we didn't say we couldn't be. But at the same time, like I would like a career. Uh, <laughs> I mean, know, at some point, you you so basically I, just trashed your boys that was you know what I'm saying working out with you. Nah, that's that's a military. I'm talking about a directing career. Oh, so okay. Okay. So I don't want to, I don't want to trash certain media. You know what I mean? And then like come back ten to years you. from now, I'm trying to direct a Marvel movie, and they're like, "Oh, you said this back ten years ago. Uh -huh. You know, this was your thinking." Okay. 
you know, I don't want to be James Gunn. <laughs> but he's working now. He's still, nah, he's, he's, still, he's been working. working. Yeah, because people can't change. Yeah. And my thought process on the, you know, on the way that this stuff hits me may change later. But as of right now, like with it, for whatever reason, the content, I'm not feeling it. Okay, I got you. So other, other, any other show that is similar or some old TV show that they brought back? You know, I thought they was doing a remake of Martin also. Nah, um, I mean, I, I heard that the cast was supposed to get back together, but I don't, um, I don't know if they were going to do a full-fledged show. Nah. Just can't get it together, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I, ain't, I mean, what do you mean by uh, any other... Uh, I was like, just trying to maybe pick your brain for some new uh, black TV shows, I would say. Uh, there is actually one... Uh, black TV show that's actually on Netflix, which I don't understand why some of these networks are not picking them up. Like um, Southside, hold on. First of all, Southside. If you're not watching Southside, you're wrong. Southside on Comedy Central. Southside. You're not watching Southside, I'm man. Not, I, it's I, a I, Chicago-based comedy show. That and Snowfall, which is Snowfall is kind I of. I said I kind of missed the first couple of seasons, so yeah. I'm just gonna wait till Snowfall is over, and now I'm gonna binge the whole thing. Okay. Uh, but Southside is hilarious. It's it's a funny one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you've ever met somebody from Chicago, you will like Southside because they, to me, they get it. They get it. They get the, the Chicago people, and they get how Chicago people come off to other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I went to I went to college with a lot of people from Chicago, uh, still friends with some of them. Uh, you know, would like to keep in contact with others, but they they definitely nail it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Uh, the way they name dropped their high schools and NBA players that came from the, you know, from from the their areas and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, man, you gotta watch Southside. It's, it's probably the funniest show that I'm seeing on TV right now. Really? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. You know what I'm saying? You see how that worked? Like you asked me to, you know what I'm saying? Check it. Listen, I mean, I watch something. I'll be like, yeah, you know. Nah, on, you ain't got man. no choice in this one. This one's hilarious. <laughs> I do have a choice. <laughs> this ain't like Ace Hood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Goodness, you were talking about the uh, Netflix show, yeah, with uh, one of the Maoris on it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, and Loretta Divine. Yeah, um, it's actually a good show. It's actually a good wholesome family show. Like me and uh, and London can actually sit yeah. and watch it. Like I was sitting there upstairs in in the uh, in the bonus room watching it by myself, mm-hmm. and then she came upstairs and uh, actually was playing, and then she. Will glance up at the TV and next thing I know, she's sitting next to me, yeah. watching it and laughing. Like, you understand what they're talking about? <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah." So, uh, it's actually a good TV show, and uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm still watching it. And I'm, I can't remember how many seasons they got. I mean, episodes they have. Yeah. But hopefully, they'll get picked up for another season because it's actually a good show. I don't watch it, but uh, Rhea watches it. My wife. Uh, Family Reunion. That's the name yeah, of the show. She, she watches it. Um. I'm not sure how she enjoyed it. Uh, I, I saw bits and pieces. Um, I mean, it is it does give you that corny feel. Yeah. Some some of times, yeah. you know, but it, I mean, it's it's good. All right. Um, speaking of, well, this kind of changes subjects anyway. But uh, here recently, within the past day, uh, we found out or the news has dropped that Sony and Marvel. Are having negotiation problems with Spider-Man. Uh, it ain't no negotiation problems. It, it's just, it's done. 
No, it's not. That's what that's. It's that's, a negotiation process. It's, it's, it's done, son. Nah, you do some. You do some little bit of digging. It's, it's negotiating. They still negotiating. They not today. They not. Yes, I, I believe so. <laughs> and I, I, I don't think neither one of them can. Uh, neither one of them benefit from either one of them walking away from the table. I don't. I agree with that. Definitely, I agree with that. I think that the arrangement was so good that they can neither one of them can walk away by themselves. No, not at all. If Sony takes back Spider-Man by themselves, it will be trash. You would have to reboot it. They would, they would, they would, I think even Tom, and this is just my opinion. I even think that Tom Holland will potentially even do one more film and then he'll see how bad it is and then say no, no matter how much money they throw at him. But see, here's the thing. You bring Tom Holland over to Sony without MCU, without the MCU approval to use any of their stuff, right? How do you do that? How do you, where where does he go? He's primed to be Tony Stark. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Spider-Man uh, home Far home From Home. home. Far oh, From Home was the last one. But uh, I'm not I'm not going to say much, but he's primed to be Tony Stark. If you ain't seen Endgame, then that's just on you. And spoiler <laughs> alert, Tony Stark dies. Ain't no, ain't no spoiler alert. <laughs> he said it's on you. Yeah, <laughs> it, so Tony Stark dies. Spider-Man is primed to take his spot, right? So... You take that out of the equation if he goes over to Sony. You take out Happy if he goes over to Sony, which is Tony Stark's bodyguard that's still up, or you know what I mean? Uh, you can take out um, Jake Gyllenhaal and anything that he did, you know what I mean, in the last movie, and I'll just say that because- Why, why would you have to take him out? Because he's, he's his Sony star. rights. He, Mysterio is Sony rights, but everything dealing with the Mysterio character in that movie dealt with the MCU. His whole being true, true. dealt with the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to take him out of the equation. Yeah. The way yeah. the the way the spoiler alert, the way that he develops well, he worked for Tony Stark. Yes. At one point in time. Yes. Um so there's no there's no continuity. Where are you going over. from that? Yeah. yeah. All of a yeah. sudden you're just gonna drop Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and Sony without all these things. He, like, like he can't the... talk about the Avengers no more. No. Nope. He can't talk about Dying and nope. coming back. Nope. You can't, you know what I mean? Like that whole, all the kids, none, none of, them. of them can talk about that anymore. You know what? You, nope. You can't do nothing. Absolutely nothing. You have to reboot. You have to reboot it. Yeah. You got to reboot it. And then on the MCU side, you just invested a huge part of your film franchise in just saying, this kid is our guy. You know what I mean? Because what Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man did for the MCU is what allowed them to last for 20 years so far to have as many movies and have the success to now overtake Avatar as being the top grossing movie. Yep. So now you're saying Tom Holland, Spider-Man is our guy. Like we're picking him. You know what I mean? They didn't do that for T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman. They didn't do that for Captain Marvel and Brie Larson. They didn't do that for any of these upcoming stars that who movies also did well. They, if you watch Far From Home, they're telling you this is our guy. So now you take him out. Now who's your guy? Right. And I get that the MCU is going more galactic in the next phase. However, at some point you got to come back to Earth. Absolutely. So what do you do? Do you bring Daredevil in? Especially what they're talking about, the way that they're moving towards like secret wars, yeah. or secret invasion, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And you got a grounded. You always have a grounded character in Spider-Man, like. No matter how many gizmos and gadgets, and even though he's been bitten by a spider, he's ground. He's more grounded than the rest of them because, at the heart of him, he's a kid from what Brooklyn. 
or Queens, Queens. Is he from Queens? I don't know. New York. He's a kid from New York. Friendly neighborhood spider. He'll always be that, no matter where he is in the world. That's that's what he's given us. You know what I mean? So you take that away. You got to bring somebody in like Matt Murdock, Daredevil. You know what I mean? You got to bring in somebody that's grounded, that can ground the team again, and not be so larger in life like the rest of the uh, heroes are. So I think that uh, regarding this negotiation piece between the two, I, if I was Marvel, I would be doing, I would be playing the same game, honestly, which is I gross this amount of much money for you, mm. Sony. I want a stake in this money now. But they went too high. 50%? And 50% is too high. No, it's not. You had five and now you want 50. Absolutely. You need to build up to that. No, absolutely not. I showed you my worth. I showed you what I can do. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't even have this. You crazy. Absolutely not. No. There's if, no way you can if, give 50% if you off of kept, five. If you kept Spider-Man to yourself mm-hmm. and you made another reboot, you rebooted him by yourself, mm-hmm. you would have never gotten to where you are now. Okay. But what about Into the Spider-Verse, the animated? They make that instead of let's say they, they the Marvel never came into play because Marvel had nothing to do with Into the Spider Verse, right? True, true. So you take that script that was a cartoon and you put it into movie format. A cartoon movie? No, that's what Into. The I mean, you put was. it into live action. <laughs> you know what I mean? You put it into live action because uh-huh. now, so now you use a, a live action Miles Morales. You bring back. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I know that's what they they're trying to do. But no, nah, I'm saying like that's, that that would be the script if there was never a Tom Holland and never a MCU Spider-Man. That's what you go off of. That's, that's the best way to reboot it is to bring in because you you have proven that you can't handle Peter Parker. <laughs> You've proven that. You know what I mean? Like you to a point, all of a sudden you lose Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Once Peter Parker gets grown, you have no more control over him. Like the, the audience checks out. So you need to keep him young. You can't reboot it again within just Sony because people wouldn't go for it if you rebooted them a third time. The only reason why it passed with Tom Holland is because he then became into the fold of the MCU. That's why we accepted the fact that he was back in high school. I think the Into the Spider-Verse actually did well because it was going off of the momentum of the live-action Tom Holland Spider-Man. I think it does well regardless. No, I, I think it does. It did well. It definitely did well. But I don't think that it would be as good by itself if there never was a reboot of a sharing arrangement between the actual live action Spider-Man. I disagree. I think I think that is your 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 market. Now, I agree. Marvel has helped Sony out tremendously by coming in and ushering and giving Spider-Man a, a story and plot points and however I think they can do without him. Marvel? I think no, Sony. I think Sony can do without Spider-Man. Okay. Or at least without Peter Parker Spider-Man, right? I think you can introduce Miles Morales. I think you have the Spider-Verse that you can always introduce if you do want to reboot at some point. I My point is I think Marvel's asking for too much. I think something more along 25-30% is a little bit more favorable and more it makes more sense for Sony and for Marvel. I however, I think with everything uh, I think one thing that's being left off the table that's not being mentioned because I, I really personally believe that this news has come more from Sony's camp mm-hmm. than Marvel's camp. Um, and if you don't know, the news is that Marvel wants 
for sharing Spider-Man. So each solo Spider-Man movie, Marvel Marvel gets 50% of the profit, which I can understand where they're coming from because they did just make them over a billion dollars in, in the it's last movie. It's just from the last movie alone. Right. So I can kind of understand that. However, I think it is too much to ask for 50% of uh, I don't. something that you don't own currently. Um, but I think what where, you I think where Sony... Where they're, what they're not saying is, I, and I think which is part of the negotiation that Marvel may buckle on, is I think Sony wants to include Tom Holland's Spider-Man from the MCU into their Sony-verse that is built around, like, we've already got a Venom movie, right? We got a Morbi- Morbius movie coming out. They trying to do a Black Cat movie. They're trying to do all these different movies for their universe and trying to have a shared universe but what is that universe without spider-man and you can't have two spider-mans happening at the same time like nobody's that's that's gonna be weird so you want tom holland to cross over however if tom holland crosses over to sony and marvel says you can't use none of our stuff then what does your storyline look like what does that spider-man look like there Right, that's this, like we're talking about rebooting. Right. You have to, right? Kind of, sort of. So I think that's part of their negotiations. Like, hey, man, we want him to come over and play with Venom, and possibly have Venom come over to your world and play with him. But Marvel has to okay that. So that may be into the point of Marvel saying, "Hey, I want fifty percent." Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And, if I'm Marvel, I'm thinking the long game. I understand what you're trying to do right now, but I'm thinking long game because I'm I'm already thinking phase five six and seven right so if i'm thinking that far down the line and you're only at your small little you know uh venom verse or you know your mm-hmm. spider verse that you have over here at sony which is great i applaud it i want to see it myself but i'm thinking down the line and if i'm thinking down the line my me asking for 50 percent now is going to save you down the line if you don't give them to me right now because if I if I continue with my plan and then Sony comes and say, okay, I'm not playing with you right now, but I'll play with you in five years. So five years come along, Sony does a great job with the, whatever they're doing with the Spider-Verse and everything else that they're doing, but they wanna reap the, some more of the rewards of gaining some of that huge movie box office that Marvel does. Mm-hmm. And they come knocking on the door and say, hey, we wanna play now, can you come out and play? And, and Marvel's gonna be like, double the price now like I, I want 80 percent. you know what i think at that point if sony takes this deal away now right and let's say they take this deal away they do their own thing let's say it works great right then of course they're not going to come knocking on marvel's door however let's say it fails and they do come knocking on marvel's door in five years because none of their movies are hitting without that mcu buzz uh-huh. all right if i'm marvel now i say no i say <laughs> nope already got the, I got the X-Men rolling I got the Fantastic Four rolling yep. I wrote you out of my script yep. we don't need you goodbye I'll wait until you fail and then I'll pick them up because I'll buy you out <laughs> not, I mean you ain't even necessarily gotta buy them out you can wait them out because if, if nobody's going to see the movies right the Spider-Man movies and they're not making money they're costing more money to make than they're getting, getting back getting yep. back then they'll quit making them mm-hmm. they'll just they'll have to because it's not worth the risk that's why they and then that's why after they so many twice already yeah after so many years it defaults back to marvel anyway like if you don't use a marvel property in a certain amount of time it goes back to marvel right that was the arrangement right yep so 
Hence Blade, because uh, that's what happened with Blade. Marvel didn't buy Blade back. It just defaulted back to Marvel because they, they weren't using movies. They weren't using Blade. Same thing with Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Second Ghost Rider did so terrible, they didn't want to touch it. So it just defaulted back to Marvel. So uh, that's what I would do if I'm Marvel. But I don't want that. You know what I mean? Because I've already set up my universe to have him in it. So I would take a 25, 30%. You know what I mean? On, on and But then I would add that to not just his solo movies, but any movie of yours that he's in. So when you're doing a Venom, I don't have too much creative control on your Venom movie. But if you put Tom Holland in it, now I want 30% of that. Because uh, you just put him in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you have to use some of my stuff. So I do have to, not that I have creative control, but you need to come talk to me because yeah, I need to tell you my storyline. Yeah, I need to tell you what storyline to use and what not to use. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that way you don't mess up what we got going on over here. I think so, that the original arrangement was for Marvel to have 100% of the the toy sales and the mm-hmm. marketing and all of that stuff. And then Sony kept all of the gross uh, from the box office and everything like that. So now that they're asking for a percentage of the, the box office, Again, going back to the the new negotiations that probably will happen within the next, you know, the, the time to come. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhat similar to what you said, I, I I agree with them. Marvel saying, "Hey, okay, I'll take get down from fifty percent down to twenty twenty five percent, and I keep all of my hundred percent profit for these right. marketing and, and toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, I still I'm still making money." Cause that I mean that's basically what it all boils yeah, down to. Yeah, I mean it's all money boils down to. Now, obviously, the, the the higher higher ups, the people of power, the ones who are making all of these decisions, that all they care about is if I can have enough money so my kids, 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 kids will be millionaires. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna be able to spend all this money that I'm making. They don't care. This. Most of the time, they don't care. They I, want it anyway. I know. Yeah. I know. Isn't. It's which is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I mean, so that's, that's we'll see how this plays out, and I hope that they do reach an agreement because I would hate to see Spider Man go back to just Sony. Um, I think they would have a good way. Well, if they rebooted him, I think it would be interesting to see him with Venom and and, and whatever else they got coming down the pike. However, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see another Spider-Man. I don't want to see somebody else play him. And I'm not the biggest. Uh, I didn't care for for Homecoming, so I'm not the biggest Spider-Man fan per se. As far as this uh, Tom Holland, I mean, so, he's definitely the best. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't. This Far From Home nailed it in the second act, or starting from the second act, moving forward to the third act, a lot better. To me, I think that's the best we've seen some some Spider-Man stuff. Um, so I'm more intrigued to see what the MCU does with him going forward because he is growing. Yeah, absolutely. So if you didn't move him over to Sony, then you may stop that growth. And then you may have to start doing flashbacks and show Uncle Ben because Tony Stark is Uncle Ben in the MCU, you know, pretty much. Like, that's his Uncle Ben. So if you take that away from him, <laughs> you know, and take him back to Sony, then all of a sudden you got to start talking about that type of stuff. Right. And does which is what we are tired of seeing. Yeah, it does. Do do all the characters come back? Like Marissa told May as Aunt May, you know, and all his friends, and you know, do they cross over? You know what I mean? Right. Who which, knows who has the rights to what? You know, because Marvel could have been allowing some of their characters to get, to get in there. It's, it's it's hopefully they'll they'll come to an agreement. 
hopefully, yeah. before they need to use him again. I agree. Uh, other other than that, then you know, saying Tom, go out, make some other great movies. Don't don't just be Spider Man. You know, what I'm saying diversify your portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> But brother, um, I believe we talked about um, a lot of different things. Seat etiquette, not seat etiquette, gym etiquette. Gym etiquette. We talked about some some good music that's out right now. Yeah. Some TV shows. Hopefully, the people know uh, why we call this uh, this podcast "Brother Noomsy Now." It's just a it's just a favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just it, that's exactly what it is. It's just a favorite, and you know, it's something that long before we even did this podcast, you know, we'll call each other and. You know, my sweet brother Numsi. We won't say sweet brother. We'll just say brother Numsi. I don't know about the sweet brother. Part. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. What uh, Numsi has forgiven me. <laughs> uh, one of the another platform that you can find us on. You know, we on Spotify. We on um iTunes. We uh we actually got an IG page up now. Uh, brother Numsi, brother underscore Numsi N U M P S I. Uh, you can check us out there. Follow us. Uh, we're going to be more interactive, I guess you could say, coming forward. Um, I know we in the last podcast we were talking about, you know, what what things you want want us to talk about. Right. So I think that's a, that's a one one way that you can reach us, and um, so we can decipher if we're going to, you know, what I'm saying have those conversations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's not many topics that's off that's offline for me. Yeah. It's a couple. I ain't gonna lie, it's a couple. Okay. Like, I'm gonna throw it out there. Like, uh-huh. I ain't gonna get too deep into relationship. <laughs> like, I'm just not gonna do it. Like, I don't want them problems. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, so that that's definitely one. And, and the other one is anything that I, you know, I'll go so far. But some of this PC stuff, cause I don't. Some of the millennials get offended pretty easily. You know what I mean? We're in this whole like safe space era. So, you know, I'll try not to tread on your safe space. Well, but you know what I'm saying? This this podcast may not be for you then. For me? No, no, no. Oh, for them. For them. True. But yet again, like I it's said, so many earlier, people, so I many people in this world, you know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm gonna be candid. I'm gonna be candid as much as possible. You know what is a good another interview that I heard was Marlon Wayne's talking about his new movie Six which is a uh, it's actually a good movie I ain't watched it yet. yeah that's a, that's a good movie on Netflix um, he was talking about on one of his interviews talking about not apologizing for being who he is basically I mean that's because awesome. that may it may not be for you but you don't have to listen to it that's true that's true whether it be his TV shows his stand up or whatever you may do he's trying to be the best he can be and he has a fan base that's following that Everybody's not a fan, but the fans that he does but have. But he's not out here purposely trying to offend anybody. Absolutely either. not. And we're and that's we're not trying to purposely right, offend which is why either. I know my limits. Like yeah. I'm not trying to purposely offend somebody. No, just, absolutely just, not. Based off of little movie news or something like that. Like I don't want to step on nobody's toes. Okay. Uh, but like I said, uh, that's another term I just looked up earlier today because I was thinking about millennials. I just said millennials. Zenios? Zenios? Who? Ex millennials. What is it? Like, I don't know what that well, is. Pretty much. What is an ex millennial? So, uh, so it's in between a Generation X and a millennial. Because if you were born on the front part of the 80s, you're still a millennial. Like, I think millennials is from 80, maybe even 79, but I know for sure 1980 to what, 2000 and 
10? It's the, I don't the understand. Fours. Why did why did the age ranges keep changing? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's not. It's, it's not. It's been like that. No, no, it, it hasn't because I remember specifically that once upon a time I was like in Generation X. I would say you like, were, and that was it. Nah, there was before millennials even came out. This is born. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> millennials come out, and then it's a different range, which I understood because something had to come after X. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as the generation that I'm in started to mix and mingle with some of the millennials and we could relate and understand some of the stuff that they were going through as well because we were just on that cusp, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Now we're lumped into their nah, generation yeah, you as well. Yeah, if you look it up, like you're definitely a millennial. How? But that's why I th it was a big push and it is still a big push for uh, people, f I think for at least the first five years of the 80s, want to be called something different. Nah, I, I would rather be just continue to be generation x but you're not oh, i'm just telling you i know i would rather be i know but you're but by society's standpoint you're caught in the middle so therefore that's why they came up with this new name but i agree with that because i don't feel like i have the characteristics of millennials in the classic millennial sense of needing the same space <laughs> not, you know what I mean being old everything you say need a safe space get a get a trophy for everything like they they got participation trophies for you know all their events and stuff like that like I'm an 80s baby you know what I mean like I was born in 83 you know that's I didn't grow up that way you know my parents was hard on me our parents was hard on us you know what I mean we we didn't like I said in the previous episode I saw a drastic difference between the way we were raised versus the way Kia was raised who came 10 years later uh -huh. so she's a millennial and she you know what I mean like clear cut done absolutely, absolutely. like she's a millennial yeah, there's, there's you know no getting around that one I don't feel like I'm in the same generation as her love her dearly but we are very different so I'm all about this this new term so uh, generation X see I, I just looked up two different websites and it says generation X was uh from 1965 to 1979 mm -hmm. and then the xenials whatever you just named it was 1975 which crosses into generation x to 1985 which is a a middle ground which, but you know no sense like not, this this middle ground this xenial thing here, is new like i told you like i never yeah, heard it is it. it is new but here's the here's the, the the thought behind it too is the fact that okay so generation x we all know were uh, Iraq War, Gulf War, people. You know what I mean? These people fought for the most part. What, what, what? Generation X, for the most part, are the ones that fought in Gulf War. They that were they were the ones that were in college, graduating high school, going going over and dealing with that 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 issue, Bosnia. Um, so then fast forward to the second uh, Gulf War, if you will, I, the Iraqi Freedom which I was in, which our generation was a part of, the 9-11, you know what I mean? So we have a different output on life than the re the other millennials that didn't, that weren't a part of none of that. Like, if you didn't watch the OJ trial in school, mm -hmm. then you are not built like me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as far as being a millennial, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're not in the same generation. There's no way. You didn't see OJ get acquitted. <laughs> And see how people reacted to that. You didn't see the early, you know, the 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 uh, 
the the riots uh the after Rotten King you know and all that type of stuff right. like it was we had a lot going on in our lives when we were younger even so when we first became young adults uh because of the war so I think that's where the difference become we don't feel like we're old stuff we feel like we work hard and we went out and got it you know what I mean absolutely anyway that just kind of popped in my mind just because i said millennials earlier and talking about safe space and stuff like you know when i went through uh i didn't go through the military i went through the army first so i went through army basic training i didn't go through at a time where people could touch you they couldn't touch you but they could say whatever they wanted to uh-huh. to you um now it's not like that you know when these kids go through now they can't even say whatever they want to they have to be pc they get reprimanded the drill sergeants do that's crazy um so you definitely see a difference in training and, and how discipline. long how long ago was that for you like how long how much time was that before they started doing all this pc stuff oh uh i mean it was a span of like five ten years yeah it's probably about five ten years since i went through i mean but there's been scandals and all type of stuff you know that happened since then um, which is kind of some of the driving force. And then, like I said, it's just a different generation. So you can't talk to them the same way that you talk to older people. Uh, I'm sure you probably see this in your workforce as well. Like it's all over the place, you know, everybody's built differently, but it's just some people, some group of people are built, you know, somewhat in a similar fashion. Like I know when I get a young troop, I can't just yell at him the whole time and without, you know, them looking like you gotta do what's it called a compliment sandwich you know i gotta no, tell them something some nice i gotta tell them something nice that they didn't did give them the bed and then follow it up by something nice you know right. what i mean I, I knew somebody that like we were doing some training and i was like that was horrible that was terrible like you you messed up everything she was like yeah but i got i got there on time i was like why are you looking for something good right now like <laughs> nothing about that was good she just kept repeating herself, like to make herself feel. Yeah, she just wanted something, like confirmation. Yeah, that she did something right. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. That's 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 definitely mentality of millennials. Yeah. Well, one thing else I don't like about this chart that I'm just I'm looking at is basically every generation before Generation X has their own uh, range. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the Lost Generation, 1890 to 1915. The the great the greatest generation nineteen ten to nineteen twenty four the silent generation nineteen twenty five it's like everyone come that every new generation it comes the year after mm-hmm. except for generation X I mean in, but in that's this how new it chart. used to be that's how I mean but this chart generation X is what it is and then millennials is what it is Zen, Zen whatever. That's just people trying to grasp at something to say like, hey, I'm not a part of millennial. That's solely what it is. It's people trying to say, hey, I'm not a millennial. You call me something different because I'm not like them. When you say millennial, you're not talking about me. And I feel this way. When you say millennial, you're not talking about me. I'm not walking around with skinny jeans and uh, was it vaping and got a beanie on and you know what I mean? I'm not doing none of that. I don't think you owe me anything. I'm not going to wait for an opportunity to just fall in my lap. I'm going to go get it. Right. So that's what it is. Okay, I, so so what you're trying to tell me is what, what I'm hearing is this new term is basically for the millennials. Yeah, absolutely. Not for not for the, the Generation X people like myself, I would say. Even, even though I'm even though I'm categorized as a millennial. You are. <laughs> but 
I'm telling you, man, I don't remember being categorized as a millennial when I was growing up in, you know what I'm saying, elementary, middle school, high school, college. I don't know. I don't know about that, but you are, by all terms, whatever chart you want to look at, you are categorized as a millennial now. You I can you categorize me as you want to. I'm 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 not in the box, brother. That's how I feel. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I I, I get down with the old my jam, the next one is coming after me. It don't matter. You have to nowadays. No, nah, you got to. You got to adapt. Otherwise, you you're going to end up. You're going to get left behind. Not just left behind, but you're going to end up fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on your job, I guess you could say. If you're yeah. working with a bunch of the old people, it really don't matter. You nah, sit there and talk yeah, about true. the young generation all y'all yeah. want to. Or, or vice versa. If you're working in going to Silicon Valley and there's nothing but a bunch of yeah. millennials, you're going to, and then y'all get a, an old timer, I would say, come in and try to, try to, Try to get um get down with work. Yeah, you gonna be like, yeah, right. Why don't you go home, retire? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Enjoy your golden years. You know what I'm it's saying? It's really just a toughen up factor. Basically, that's, that's that's how I look at it. Uh, like, yeah. it's just a toughen up factor. You know what I mean? We, I think, we grew up on harder times than what they did. And of course, some of them don't even know what a rotary phone is. They don't know. You know what I mean? Like they grew up with cell phones, which thankfully that did come into play. However, like we got some of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we lived in a time without it. We lived in a time with it. Yep. You know what I mean? So we we definitely understand the benefits to it. The same thing. No, we don't. The internet, absolutely. The all the technology that yeah. we see in today, we were a part of. Right. Growing. Which also, you know, when when you talk about some of this this cyber stuff, you know what I mean? We know how to. All right, cool. I'm just gonna put this down now. Like I'm done with it. Right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I can I'm, put my phone down yeah, and not I'm touch checking it. out. Yeah. Because like this ain't going the way that I wanted to go, and it's bringing down my day. I'm just gonna check out for the day. Uh-huh. They don't know how to do that because they've never lived without it. So right. therefore, they're steadily scrolling, getting all this negativity, looking for when it. they should just put it down. Right. And I now agree, all of a sudden, they that. they whole life is, is revolving all, around. Yeah. Revolving and all, around it. And now they need likes just to feel validated in their life. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, this I wonder what's gonna be after the millennial generation. Like how how are these young people that are in school right now mm-hmm. who's living with all this technology, this all that they've ever known, similar to the millennials, but on a totally different level, what are they gonna be like? I know, right? I have my theory is that the generation that came before us were hard workers and they, they fought and got what they wanted, scrap you know, mm-hmm. scratched and, and scraped. We did the same thing. Uh, the generation that, that we're in now mm-hmm. or that, that we're from and then the millennials because of the concerns and by for good reason the concern that the generation that we're in and the ones that came before us didn't want our kids to go through the same things that we had mm-hmm. to go through were given so much and now that they, we, we have a generation of a bunch of spoiled people that now that the new kids the two, three, four-year-old, five, six, you know, new kids that coming after the millennials mm-hmm. are going to go back to the roots, which is coming back from Generation X and before. Yeah. I think they're going to have to work harder. To be more grounded in what their parents were because yeah. their parents understand that, yeah, I was spoiled. Mm-hmm. I had everything given to me. I don't want you to be the same way that I am. I, yes and no. I, I agree with that to an extent, but at the same time, I think some of them don't realize how spoiled they are. Mm-hmm. However, I think their kids will realize how spoiled they are. Yes. Like, why aren't you getting a job? Why are you at home all the time? You know what I mean? Like, I have, now I have to provide for me and you <laughs> because you don't want to, because you think that 
everything is just supposed to land in your lap. Uh-huh. But I realize this this is not the way that life is. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? So I, I think they will, I think they will, by default, have to be a little bit more uh, grounded and, and hardworking. Uh-huh. And, and I, I think they'll keep pushing the agenda, but take it in a way that makes kind of makes more sense where they don't go overboard. Millennials tend to go overboard or something. They get a cause and they push it to the far limit to where everybody's just disgusted by that cause. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is counter counterproductive. You know what I mean? Because the cause is in a good place. Right. However, you've shoved it down everybody's throat so much that now nobody wants it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You got to do it just enough to introduce it and bring it into the forefront and then get make it... I ain't gonna say make it normal, but you know what I mean? Like just just get it introduced to people and let them accept it or not accept it on their own instead of telling everybody you have, you have to, to accept yeah, it. Absolutely. So I think uh, hopefully the, the next generation will do it in a in a, a smarter way. Right. But still do it, but just do it in a smarter in a smarter way. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Sorry, I know that that was a whole little tangent at the end. <laughs> um we we wrapped up already, but uh <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you stay for this long. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll we'll kick out another one uh, next week. Um, like you said, send in uh, any suggestions that you may have on on the ground. Talk trash if you want to. If you Brother like, Nopsy. man, I, I can't stand the way you're talking about millennials. I'm going in my closet to cry. <laughs> Whatever. You lost a listener. You lost a faithful listener of four episodes. I'm done with y'all now. <laughs> Whatever. All right, man. <laughs> like, that's cool. You can love to hate me. All right. We all going to get along, though. Oh, yeah. I love y'all. All right, brother. All right, man. Nice talking to you. For sure.